Good morning. I'm Tom Marks with the Marks Law Firm in Orlando, Florida, and welcome to the Healthy Family Law Attorney. Today, I'm going to talk about the five top financial mistakes that family law clients make in a family law case. All right, so let's dive in. Number one, violating the standing administrative order. Okay, so in almost all of the central Florida counties and judicial circuits, the courts have established what are known as standing administrative orders, which require the parties to maintain the status quo once they're served with the petition for dissolution of marriage. Okay, so what is the standing administrative order contained? It says basically a lot of non-financial stuff, but with regard to the financial issues, it says you maintain the status quo. So that means if you're the primary wage earner or the primary breadwinner, you're the one who's typically paid the household expenses, mortgage and so forth, you have to continue to pay the mortgage, pay the electric bill, pay the water bill, pay for groceries, car payments, insurance, and all that. You cannot let insurance or other bills lapse. You have to pay credit card bills, at least the minimum payments monthly, so that you maintain that status quo. So nothing goes into default. You don't get start, uh, start getting calls from creditors and uh, creates a whole lot of chaos and turmoil. Um, if you violate the standing administrative order, the court can hold you in contempt. The court can impose attorney's fees. It really prejudices the, uh, the judge against you. Um, and it also really ticks off your spouse. So it makes the case that much more difficult and probably more expensive because there's gonna be a lot of hostility and a lot of fighting um, and a lot of turmoil. So maintain the status quo, abide by the administrative order, don't fail to do that. All right, number two, a biggie. Um, don't commit fraud on the financial affidavit. I've said before in prior videos, the financial affidavit is the most important financial document in the case. And there is no statute of limitations regarding fraud on the financial affidavit. It's considered fraud on the court so that if your spouse or the court learns at any time later in the future, it could be 10 years later, that you lied, committed fraud on your financial affidavit, then the court can sanction you, can hold you in contempt, um, assess attorney's fees, can reallocate the equitable distribution if you fail to disclose assets, can give the majority or all of that asset to your former spouse at that point in time. So include everything accurately on your financial affidavit, really spend time looking at it and considering it. What are What is your actual income? You have to include all income from all sources. So that includes not just your wages or salary, but any side jobs, independent contractor work you have, any rental income you have, any dividends or interest or pensions or anything like that. You have to include all of the income. And then you have to include all of your assets, all of your liabilities, all of your expenses. So 
I can't emphasize enough how important the financial affidavit is and how much the court looks at that um, when you go to court. It's what's used to determine financial ability and financial need for alimony. It's what's used to determine income for child support. It's what's uh, used to determine what assets and liabilities there are for equitable distribution. So make sure you're accurate on the financial affidavit because the court can really take it out on you if you're not. All right, number three, don't fail to uh, pay child support. All right, so once the case is filed, the petition is filed, you're served. If you're the higher income um, spouse, then the most likely scenario is that you're gonna end up owing child support. And if you don't start paying child support once the petition is filed, even before court has entered an order, um, and your attorney can figure out the amount, they can do a child support guideline worksheet, or perhaps you can pull it offline and at least get a ballpark estimate and make that payment. You may be paying a lot of bills and stuff um, in addition. So maybe what you do is you carve out a certain amount and pay uh, the child support or have an understanding in writing with your uh, spouse that you're paying these bills in lieu of or as if it's child support. If you don't pay child support, either before uh, the court enters an order or after, either way, um, the court is gonna sanction you, can uh, prejudice the court against you. The court's not going to say it, but if the court's prejudiced against you, then that could hurt you in the time-sharing uh, schedule that the court puts together, the amount of overnights, the percentage. Uh, if you wanted 50-50, now the court might not give you 50-50 because you haven't been responsible with child support. And um, the it, I can't emphasize that enough. Pay child support, try to determine what the amount is if it's before the court enters the order, but certainly for sure after the court enters the order, make those child support payments and make them timely. Number four, the next big financial mistake clients make is a waste of marital assets. What do I mean by that? Well, it could be um, an adulterous situation where you're spending money on uh, the paramour, the girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. Um, and if it's significant, um, first of all, the court's going to equalize that anyway and award your spouse um, an unequal distribution of assets to make up for it. But it's also, once again, going to prejudice the court against you. You want to be the good guy who walks into court that there's no mud that's going to stick on the wall when it's thrown against you. Family law cases can can be you know somewhat hostile that way, but if you've done everything correctly, you haven't wasted marital assets, um, you haven't like gone out and violated the administrative order and incurred some huge amount of debt for the marriage or uh, bought some huge um, asset, uh, a new car or invested in a business or you know depleted the bank accounts or whatever, um, you haven't done any of those things, 
then it's, it's going to help you greatly in front of a judge. You want to be the good guy wearing the white hat, where, uh, riding it on the, the white horse um, so that the judge is not prejudiced against you. Okay, finally, I would say a huge mistake family law clients make is trying to hide assets. So marital assets are defined as anything that you earned or came into incurred uh, during the marriage from the date of marriage to the date of filing the petition. So whatever those assets are, unless it was a non-marital gift or an inheritance or something like that that you kept separate, um, then you have to make sure that you disclose all of those assets that goes back to the financial affidavit, that there's no statute of limitations. The court can always come back at any time in the future and sanction you, hold you in contempt and all that. So um, offshore accounts is a big one where people try to hide assets. It's become more difficult uh, to hide assets offshore. There's some new banking regulations that require disclosure of offshore accounts, whether Swiss bank accounts or Isle of Man or, uh, in the Caribbean or whatever. So those have to be disclosed. Sometimes people try to hide assets with family members or they fail uh, to disclose bank accounts that are maybe out of state or whatever. There are ways to locate those. And again, if it costs your spouse a lot of money to try to track those down, whether they hire a private investigator. And I've had um, um, guests on my program that do private investigation and they talk about this. Um, if that expense results in finding hidden assets, then again, the court can sanction attorney's fees, hold you in contempt and um, do, um, distribute that asset in an unequal way to the other spouse. Okay, so those are the top five financial mistakes that family law clients make in a family law case. I hope this has been helpful. I hope you've enjoyed this. Uh, please hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit that bell icon. And if you have any comments, please leave them below. If you have any suggestions for future videos, please leave those below. Also, I love to hear uh, questions. I've got some, questions and comments that I'll be answering in some um, upcoming videos shortly. So great to uh, be on the channel today and I look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks. Bye-bye.